I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And I'm having coffee, coffee with, with my, my ex. ex. Welcome back, listeners. We are so excited to have you today on Coffee with My Ex. We have a spicy episode about something fun that we all deal with and have, whether we like it or not. And that is, you want to tell him? I'm not excited about this. <laughs> it's family. We need like sound effects or something. We need like a, a boom st- crash. <laughs> I want a studio audience. Wheel, wheel, wheel. That's what you can do this whole episode. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Well, before we get into all of that, like, what's up? What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in like 48 hours. <laughs> That's not true. I saw you. Yesterday. You saw me yesterday in a live stream yesterday. Like, what do you? What? <laughs> I have no idea. Anything new? Um, I had a great therapy session yesterday. Ooh. Um, Cam sat me down on Tuesday. Because we are going... Um, I haven't revealed this yet, and this episode will be out on Monday. <laughs> I'm going home. Well, anyway, Cam sat me down, and he said, we're going to see your family soon, and I think there's some things that you need to work out, some dynamics, um, uh, some things that he was kind of uncomfortable with that I have kind of dealt with my entire life. And so he said, talk to Joe about it. Joe is my therapist. He said, talk to Dr. Joe about it. So I did. And I talked for like an hour and a half about my family. And so I'm really excited to be able to talk to you today about the things I've learned. Oh my God. Is there anything else new? I don't think so. Allison's coming tomorrow. She is for like a week, right? I have literally, when I tell you, I have no idea because I go so tripped out last week when Cameron was lying to me and said that Allison was going to be here like tomorrow. He said that last <laughs> week. And since then, my sense of time has been so warped. You just said, okay. I just said, I was like, oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this was happening. You never know when Cameron's talking if what he says is going to be true. Because right. sometimes it is and you don't want to feel like, Oh, I didn't. I didn't look at the doc. Right. But then when he lies to you, and you're like, uh, he loves to lie. He loves to lie. He it's loves a pattern, to lie. Which I have not gotten to yet in therapy. But <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> what about you? Anything new? Mm. In your Kim K inspired chromatic theme. Kind of, yeah, huh? Mm. Um. Well, I've been really just working on redoing my entire apartment. Oh, yeah. You got new <laughs> drawers for your fridge. I'm redoing my pantry. I'm redoing my fridge. I'm redoing my living room. I'm redoing, like, my dining room. I am a busy girl. And I've been, like, organizing. I'm doing, like, a whole video about it. So if you're not following my um, YouTube channel, make sure you do that. Because I actually have some content planned. I cannot wait to see what you do because I plan on stealing Every, every single every idea. Every single idea. <laughs> we are like, you know how like um, the Kardashians, like all they do is steal each other's like what, like their yeah. home decor, their organization. Like that's exactly what we do. We just steal each other's. We have the same couch. Haley just sent me a new chair and like bookshelf she got. And I was like, that's the exact same color scheme and like shape of the th- bookshelf and bar stools we just I f- got. I hate it. So, I hate it. We're just going to always have the same place. I literally hate it. What? Oh, no, well, I want your fridge because I don't have a fridge with many shelves in it right now. <laughs> I'm in between shelves. You have a better fridge than me. You don't want my fridge. I do. Yeah, you do. I need storage. Um, I'm trying to, was there anything? Oh, also the cold beer we're drinking today. I'm already sweating. So, wow. And this is an airy shirt. Um, 
the cold beer we're drinking today was brewed for over 24 hours, and so it's pretty much crack. Yeah, it tastes like crack. So if we start talking faster, that's why. But also, like, it's like one of those things where you drink so much coffee that your, like, brain is going a mile a minute, but, like, your body is, like, lagging behind yeah. so much. That's how I feel today. Ooh, that's fun. My it's, like, disproportionate. My head's getting tight. Oh, no. <laughs> It's working. I'm a little sleepy today. I didn't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. No, me either. A whole melatonin, which I never take a whole melatonin. That's so crazy. I didn't either. I was just up. I was up. (laughs) My grandpa just texted me. He always he only sends me articles when it's like he's like the bear of the bad news. He's never like, hey, have a great day, or like, hey, this really amazing thing. I saw this amazing thing. He's always like. Another Tesla just crashed on autopilot. Oh my gosh. California's giving your money to these people. (sighs) Did you get blacked out yet by all the uh, blackouts they're doing? And I was like, (laughs) no, Grandpa. And it's, I know he's like, that's just how he is. He's concerned and better to be prepared, but. I texted him back and I was like, do you just want me to text you every time someone in a Toyota crashes? Like, yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, that's him. <laughs> no, it was just a reminder to be safe even though you have premium gadgets. What? <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> oh. Okay, well. I think I'm being, I need, if anything, I should be more worried about him because my premium gadget is safer. Right. Anyways, let's move on to family. <laughs> right. I'm just sitting here procrastinating. I'm like, so Haley, what else is new? Haley is so terrified. We made this episode outlined together. I know. It is now it's here. And I thought we were talking about something else today. And so I just didn't mentally prepare myself for this. And I've, I started out my day. I spilled my entire coffee all over myself. My cat syrup everywhere. Like, I've already had, like, a rough morning. Um... And so I was not prepared for this, this. today. <laughs> so. Does any of your family, this is my first question for you. Does any of your family listen to the podcast? I have no idea, but I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> I literally They would have, have no called clue. you right now about something. I think they just pretty much give up on me. Mm. <laughs> That's nice. Well, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll find out. My mom texts me after every single... She's on episode 16 right now. Oh, my God. And she'll always text me, this is what I thought was so funny. Um, You kind of sounded rude here. I really didn't like this. Are you sure you should be doing that? It was so funny when Haley talked about puzzles. (laughs) I get... And she'll call me. It's not even like Like a a just text. It's, I need to call you and let you know how I feel about every moment of the podcast. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. No, none of that happening here. And so I just don't want to say anything anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of explaining myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, too, because my family takes everything that they see online as, like, Bible. So when we do vlogs... The dryer. Oh, my God. Hey. Let's get some lyrics for that track. It's <laughs> so fucking go. It has a bridge. Okay, it's done. Wait. What? Turn off the washer. Hey Siri, turn off the washer. <laughs> oh, I really. That was weird. Do you want to change the power? Can I do that? <laughs> 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 
Go turn um, off the washer. Biden. Oh. <laughs> Karen said y'all lazy there's a lot happening um, <laughs> we're in like a whole ass like apartment like this is, it's not just us here you know? what was I saying hmm. my own text after every episode oh my family takes everything they see online as the truth so yeah. like if we're in a vlog and like we're bickering they're like are you and Haley okay like are you like you guys are being really mean to each other or like we I That's did the so haircut funny. video with Cameron where I cut his hair mm-hmm. and Cameron was being his like Cameron character his like snippy bitchy whatever which isn't character. far off from isn't <laughs> <laughs> far off from his actual personality but my because he's like can hear us I was calling my family and they were like Cameron's really mean to you and I was and I was like calm like you. You don't know anything but what you see, like, content-wise. Yeah. And it's so funny, because even my family believes the... And they, like, no, no, Cameron. Yeah. I will, do they? Well, yeah. The do any, does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, when did you start drifting from your family? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm gonna get murdered in my sleep. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Um, okay, well. Um, okay, so first of all, <laughs> let's talk about our like when we talk about our family because I think that means something different to everyone. That's true. What's your like when you think of your immediate family? Who is that? So my family is just women. <laughs> so. Um, what do you mean by that? So I have like my mom and I have two aunts and my grandma. And what's all of their like, relationships? Those are like my immediate family. Like I saw like my my uncle. When I think that, that's what I think of like my immediate family. Your two aunts, your grandma, and your mom. Right, but I also have like an uncle and two cousins. But um, like I grew up with just my mom, my aunts, and my grandma. And they were all were they all single when you were growing up? Yes. So you were just raised by vaginas, just yes. estrogen, women power. All women. So yeah. there was a lot of <laughs> female energy, woman power. There wasn't like much. Yeah. None of us like really grew. Well, no, none of us grew up with dads. That's another interesting fact. Yeah. All of our dads left. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> so. when they Did they ever know their dads? Yes. Yes, they did. They did. They knew their dads. Well, they did eventually. Yeah. Um, and you knew yours till. Yeah. Yes, my dad was always. I always knew who he was. At least. At least. Did you ever see him? Yes, I did. I kind of forget this is like a part of my family too. Yeah, I know. That's why <laughs> I forget that I got to talk about my dad. <laughs> um. Yeah, my dad was like in and out of my life until I was about ten, and then like, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, for me, when I think of my family, I think of my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and my sister and then my grandma and my grandpa on my mom's side. Yeah. Um, as far as like immediate, I yeah. also like my great grandma on my dad's side. I'm very close to, but I think I've always just felt like that was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's interesting too growing up, especially when for me, like, my parents didn't get along. And so I felt like at a very young age, I had to choose sides. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was never really close to my grandparents on my dad's side because I knew that I really wasn't supposed to be. And I knew that they... I don't want to throw people under the bus. Um, right, it's hard. It's really hard to talk, <laughs> honestly. Um, 
I just always knew from the beginning that there were like sides to choose. Yeah. And so I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And it's really weird being a kid and being in that position and being like, you're my family, but like, I'm not supposed to like, I'm not supposed to like you very much. Or yeah. like you hurt someone I loved and I mm. want to defend them. So, or those people want you to defend them. Yeah. Like, for sure. It, like, a lot of it, I feel like, is, like, a pressure which shouldn't be put on, like, children. Like, mm-hmm. you have to defend me in my absence to people who are, like, your close family and didn't do anything personally to you. Yeah. And are just, like, living, like, this is a very, like, honestly, divorce and, like, breaking up is a very normal part of life. It's not easy, but yeah. it's it's pretty normal, I yeah. feel like, in a lot of people's lives. I was talking to my therapist yesterday about just those expectations that your family places on you because for them, like when my parents got a divorce, it was this person's right, this person's wrong, and if you love me, you defend me, and you better know what this person did. Mm -hmm. And so that's really weird as a kid. So then what I did, because I was like, this is too much emotionally. I just, my friends became my family. Yeah. And I think you went through the same thing where yeah. it was just like, instead of dealing with our families, it was easier just to like insert ourselves into, into our friend's one. family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I did, especially after coming out. I was just like, you know what? Y'all got a divorce. I'm gay. I think we should just be like, yeah, I'll chill at Luke's house. Not Luke. <laughs> Why is Luke a main character? <laughs> At this point, Luke is just any any friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When you're a kid and you're in that position, what I learned from therapy yesterday <laughs> just was yesterday. that just yesterday was that it. No matter what happened, it's never appropriate for the parent to let the child in on information about someone that they still have a relationship with so Mm -hmm. it's like as a kid and even now if i have a relationship with my dad it's not appropriate for my mom to tell me things Mm -hmm. that he did to her because that is her marriage not my business i'm a i'm the child and i have separate relationships and that's really hard for especially i think a single mom to go through because you already feel alone and isolated right and hurt and you're like i did this by myself and i like raised you and now you're gonna go talk to this person who did nothing. So I understand it, but and so what I learned is that you have to then start the way parents are supposed to set boundaries with their children. You have to start setting boundaries with your parents and saying yeah. like when they bring things up, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't want to talk about this. I love you very much. It doesn't have to be rude, but my therapist was like when you're Addressing a boundary situation, you have to shut your emotions off, pretend that you're in a suit, they're in a suit, you're just coworkers, and you're just explaining to them the boundary. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I can't imagine shutting that off with my mother as I want to scream. Right. Um, so backtracking a little bit, I want to start off by like figuring out your family's general order of operations. Like, what are their beliefs? What... That, like, what did they instill in you? Like, when you were growing up, how did they tell you, like, this is how the world works and this is how you have to act? And, like, was there any of that? There's a lot of questions. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, were they religious? Um, no. No, no, no. Uh, 
I think that growing up, we went to church uh, just like only on Easter, if that, and like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that really wasn't like a thing. But what did they teach you then? So like, what code did they live by as far as were there certain morals or vets like things you had to stick to or things you weren't allowed to do or i think that the gist of my family like growing up was independence Mm -hmm. like you don't count on anyone (laughs) don't trust anyone (laughs) um fend for yourself survival of the fittest out here um but like love everyone (laughs) (laughs) scrappy do That makes so much sense why you're so scrappy. Yeah. Interesting. Mine was very ruled by religion, and I know I've talked about this before. I think that's so interesting. I always think it's so interesting people grow up religious. Yeah. Like, deeply religious. My entire family dynamic, and it's interesting, again, learning in therapy, how the way generations communicate passes down. So, especially with religion, the center of your entire family's order of operations is guilt. So my mom was guilted into believing a lot of what she believes because Mm -hmm. it's like, if you don't do this, you go to hell. Or if you don't do this, like you'll like, we did this, did this for you. So you should do this. And that was kind of how all the generations were operating. And so like, that's what my, my family, my mom and dad did to me was you do this out of guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we spent all this money on you, so you should do this. Or your grandma did this for you, so you should love her this way. Or mm-hmm. you should go to church, because if not, you're going to burn forever. So it's just like <laughs> oh, God. everything. And it's not like it's just it like was... On top of everything that's hard about life, dealing with like the scary aspect of like being fearful of like religion Mm -hmm. and everything that comes with it it's just like a whole like other beast like just another facet of life that's like you have to deal with when you grow up like that yeah well because see everything that and it's also just to clarify it's not like my family ever said that like directly but those were like the underlying messages that Mm -hmm. i was always very aware of and so when i feel like everything was always based around fear so it was less about like hey, you should think for yourself. Or we want to talk about why we believe the things that we do. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, you believe this because you should be so scared not to believe it. Mm -hmm. And so there's no, like, independence. There's no, like, true thought behind it. It's my parents were fearful, so I am fearful, so my children will be fearful. Yeah. And it's a really scary thing because, again, in therapy I learned that guilt is a useless emotion that really does nothing to help anyone. You know, I saw something, this is kind of like a side tangent, I saw something on TikTok about how, like, um, and, or not animals, humans are the only, like, uh, entity of, like, being that feels guilt more than once. What? So, like, dogs, they do something bad, and, like, then, like, they, they, like, feel the guilt, and then, like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, they move on. Yeah. And, like, we literally will base our entire lives around yeah. it. Just yeah. so interesting. Because that's normal. It's, like, if you feel guilt for something, like, bad that you did, okay, that's good. But, like, yeah. if people are using guilt as a way to control you, mm-hmm. that's manipulative, and that's yeah. not good. And there is no relationship that I think comes out better for it. 
but it's also all that generation knows. Mm-hmm. So that it's just like my therapist was explaining, you can't really, you can't change that. But you're, the people who you kind of can work with are your parents mm-hmm. and like your kind of generation. But especially when you're two generations apart, it's, it's a lot. really difficult. Yeah. Because you just view the world totally different and have such different life experiences. Yeah. But I feel like that dynamic was always very... Uh, um, yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I feel like... Going along with that, guilt was a big thing in my family, but more so for the, like what you're talking about earlier, like the everyone in my family, they don't get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the basis of I feel like my my family at this point in time. It's been a long time since they've all gotten along, but that's whenever I think about my family, I think about like oh, I talked to this person and they're going to talk about that person. And like mm-hmm. I talked to this person, they're going to talk about the other person. And like then I feel guilty whenever like I talk to the person because this person hurt this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's all separate. You're always in the middle. Always. You're always – because you're everyone's go-to. I'm everyone's go-to. <laughs> and now I'm here in L.A. <laughs> But that's I feel like that when I think about like um, the motif of my family mm-hmm. is guilt and anger. Yeah. 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 So it's like divorce, but like within like just family members, <laughs> <laughs> like all of them. It's interesting how. Oh, pitter patter. Pitter patter, Mr. Juicebox. It's interesting how much um, resentment carries i think in both of our families and how much they hold on to grudges yeah i think both of our family holds grudges and expects us to carry their grudges right and i feel like if i've learned anything is that like watching them hold grudges and i'm not saying that they didn't do each other dirty i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that like they have their like reasons and that's not really up to me to decide how you feel But if there's anything I learned from watching them do that is to not fucking do that. So, like, that is just, like, not something that I've ever been interested in. It's, It's like, holding grudges to the point where I probably forgive too much. Yeah. I'm, like, the opposite I would rather forgive too much. Yeah. Because I think that, like you said, I'm sure people did do each other dirty. But also, what I've learned growing up is watching the people who I know have hurt each other, watching them grow or change or become new people Mm -hmm. and so i think it's really interesting because i've seen with my own eyes the capacity human beings have when they are not in certain environments to be different or when they are in certain environments i think everyone gets has toxic traits that will be brought out in bad relationships or situations so i think it's all about how we move forward and so when i see people in my life moving forward and becoming better and other people just being resentful and mm-hmm. angry and not changing. I'm like, you have literally allowed yourself to be poisoned for a good chunk of your life. For what? For what? Yeah. You've let someone have that power over you. Meanwhile, this other person, whatever they're doing isn't your business, but like they are bettering themselves. Like if someone's hurt you and you're that angry, 
then you should like move forward grow as a human being but like getting that apology from the person who's hurt you is never going to you're not going to ever get that release that you want you're never going to get justice because whatever happened to you happened yeah so i just do not again i think seeing with your own eyes what grudges and anger and resentment does to people yeah it will never ever let you go like you're the only one who can decide to let it go right oof and it's just also it's odd to me because i was raised so religious and it's all about loving everyone and forgiveness i mean jesus forgave everyone jesus Mm -hmm. died for our sins but you can't forgive this guy that hurt you or yeah you're still caught up about this it's just it's, it's like the opposite it of seems like hypocritical yeah. to me yeah <laughs> and that's why it's so hard when people use religion as a fear tactic because i'm like you're you're saying you're so religious but you don't even want to wear a mask to yeah. protect people like it's just things like that that i'm like i don't understand christians and what they truly believe because it often seems to me like it's just whatever is in their interest it's yeah it's well more i'm not just, saying like all christians obviously no, but I, like for like the fear-based christians yeah yeah it's like it's just a tool for you to control people if jesus were here today he would wear a mask oh my god yeah he'd be making masks masks for everyone are to protect other people not <laughs> you it's not about you right so just because you don't care about getting sick doesn't mean that the person next to you who has dared to leave their house in hopes that all of humanity is decent enough to want to protect each other right Yes. 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 To whatever the end of that thought was. I <laughs> yes. forgot where I started it. But anyways, Jesus would wear a mask because it's the right Christian thing to do. Right. Um, anyways, moving forward. <laughs> mm. um, do you feel... <laughs> do you feel pressure to maintain relationships with your family and or be the one who always keeps the peace absolutely (laughs) i feel like that's what i spend like 80 percent of my time doing because i feel like too probably a lot of our listeners are younger and i think the younger people are always in charge of kind of keeping the peace yeah i'm trying to remind myself that i'm doing this for a reason She is in, like, the fetal (laughs) position right now. I want you to know that. But this is, like, the first... Like, people... I get a lot of questions about my family, actually. Like, on my DMs, like, on my vlogs. Like, what is... Who are your family? Who Mm -hmm. is your family? And it's not that I don't, like, love and care about them. Everyone has their, like, family shit. Like, that's just, like... I don't think my family's any different in that way. Mm -hmm. It just... Because I feel like it's so centralized. I'm not trying to like sound like a narcissist but sometimes it feels so centralized around me that Mm -hmm. i feel a lot of it like all the time so i feel like protective over it because like i feel like a lot of it has to do with me Mm -hmm. because i feel like i'm the one who like holds it together do you what was the question i if you like feel responsible (laughs) for keeping the peace oh yeah um yeah and then also like maintaining relationships i wish i were better at it it's just i am across the country you talk to your family all the time on the Mm -hmm. phone I don't talk to my family all the time on the phone. I, I do call them every once in a while, but yeah, I just, I feel like it's a, like a lot emotionally. Like I have to be like emotionally prepared. Mm-hmm. 
you always tell me like sometimes you'll be down for like a day yeah. after a conversation. <laughs> I'll be like sucked dry, but that's what the, a lot of people too. I've just mm-hmm. like get sucked dry of like my emotions very quickly, and I don't know, just like talking to yeah. people I haven't talked to in a while, like sucks me dry. So yeah. like, I have to like recover. Um, do you feel at all? Like, you feel like you have to keep the peace because you feel responsible for, like, what's, like, broken relationships or anything your family's gone through? Like, do you feel, like, guilt about that? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Even though, like, I know it's not my fault, like, whatever their beef is, like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to do with me, but it's become my problem mm-hmm. because... I'm probably <laughs> the most like level-headed and yeah. the and the group. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I appreciate that they all want to hear my thoughts. They always talk about how they can't believe that I think this way. Like they're like, "Oh my god, you're so like wise and you're so mm-hmm. smart." And, like, level-headed. Like, they say that to me, so that's why I feel like I can say that. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like I do a lot of, like, putting out fires. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, like, they'll never get put out by yeah. me. Like, it's not my problem. Yeah. So I can't solve the problem, but, in, like, in the immediate moment. I'm like a garden hose to a house fire. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel... Uh to like maybe I haven't talked about like any of the good. I think we've talked a lot about like the negatives, but I think it's just, hmm, what do I want to say here? I think my relationship when I was younger, it was much more tumultuous with my family. It was never like horrible, but it was very dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I got to college and then especially when I started making my own money and being totally financially independent. Mm -hmm. I think that's when my relationship with my family got better because there were no more, there was nothing else that was able to be held over my head. There was no, and not even like they did it intentionally. It's just like when someone's giving you money or helping you out, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like you owe them something. Right. 100%. And I live by that. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) Getting out of the house, being independent, really puts you on a more level playing field so you can develop a relationship as two adults as opposed to, like, the parent-child relationship. Right, which isn't fair because it's not your fault you can't support yourself at 10. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I was the same way. Like, I mean, I was was out of there. I was out. And it... We'll get into this later whenever we'll ha- we're going to have separate episodes about like our upbringings. This is kind of like more of like a general. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. So I'm going to save a lot of my tumultuousness okay. for that. Um, but yeah, 100%. Like once you're like out on your own and you don't feel like you owe them anything is nice. It's an empowering place to be in because right. then, even especially like living across the country, you're able to set and enforce boundaries better. Yeah, that's also something that I wanted to speak to as well because I feel like as I've grown up, I've and especially moving out here, like setting boundaries, even like with myself, mm-hmm. 
and the relation and whatever relationship has helped tremendously. Yeah. Even though it's still like obviously hard at some times, but like it's definitely helped a lot. Um, Realizing when something isn't like good for you. Yeah. It doesn't make you selfish. No. And that's what's hard. That's what's hard. Especially with family. That's being like, well, like I am like not emotionally stable enough right now to handle your stuff. Like that's not like what I'm saying, like to the point where it's like damaging you Mm -hmm. and your relationship. Like if you care about that person, I think setting boundaries is something that you do to, when you care about someone because yeah. you want to maintain a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because relationships are hard and they take work. Right. Even with like, especially with family and friends. So it's like right. if you want that to be a relationship that's going to last and continue, it has to be more, there have, have to be more regulations, I feel like, on it. Right. And I'm a firm believer and especially growing up when I I didn't have a dad and so like I learned from a very early age that just because someone is your family doesn't mean that they're your family Mm -hmm. and so like if you really really care about that person and want them in your life like that's great but you also don't have to Mm -hmm. like you don't owe them anything yeah so I feel like that's something to be said too but I think that one thing that you can do to save a relationship is set boundaries. I think that's yeah. super important. And you have to like, it has to be consistent boundaries. <laughs> like you have, every time something happens, you have to like, it's like training a dog. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to, oh, nope, nope, nope. Keep addressing right. it, which I hate doing. Yeah. And I'm not good with that I'm conflict. Not good with that but um, I think to growing up and feeling like, there were certain people that I wasn't supposed to like, like my dad. I knew I wasn't supposed to like him. And there was a lot of things that happened, but now, and I was talking to Joe about it, um, I feel so guilty for, I mean, I have such a good relationship with my dad now. Mm-hmm. And I could never say that before. And I'm only, and I've always had a, I mean, I've, my mom and my grandparents have always been closest to out of everyone. Yeah. Like, ride or die. But I was always very distant from my dad because I just felt like, I know you are you did bad things. I'm not supposed to like you. But just seeing the person he is now, it's like I'm almost meeting my dad for the first time. And I told him this. I called him the other day, and I was like, I, it's been very hard for me to get close to you. But mm-hmm. I see how much you listen when I talk. And not only do you listen – you respond and we have actual conversations where growth and change is able to happen. I'm able to challenge you or talk about things that bothered me when I was a kid. And there's just been so much healing that I never thought was allowed to happen. Yeah. And so even now still, it's like, I know that I still feel inside, like I'm supposed to defend my mom. Yeah. But as a child, it's like, you have to keep those relationships separate and just freeing yourself of the guilt for having a relationship with someone even though they hurt someone that else that you love mm-hmm. is really powerful because it's not selfish and it's not wrong especially when it's family yeah which i think for like friendships it's like oh you're friends with this person who hurt me and that's a little bit different yeah than i think family yeah oh, i had a thought oh um something also that i've realized when like growing up with like a tumultuous fam- family is that like you realize as you get older like your parents and like your family like they're just people yeah with like problems 
and insecurities just like us all they're not like what they say is not the you know final word you know you you know what i mean like you grow up and you realize like wow like my mom did it all by herself i could not fucking imagine no yeah. wonder she was like half crazy mm-hmm. at the time. oh yeah you know what i mean like you just you grow up and you realize like damn like that must have been really hard like you put yourself in that situation i mean i'm 26 i don't have i don't have any kids Mm -hmm. and at 26 my mom had an eight-year-old like damn you know what i mean like can i couldn't imagine so i think that's something that i've learned and kind of applied to my family is just like realizing that like yeah they're just people with problems just like all of us yeah like how i you know what i mean like it's almost like, too, you're trying to make up for what you didn't realize. Because when I think, like, yeah, my mom went through hell. Yeah. And not even just, like, with my dad. Just, like, growing up or raising her children mm-hmm. off very, very little money. Having a lot of public scandals. Having so many people say awful things about her. And just mm-hmm. having to hold her head up high and go to work every day. And Yeah. I mean, she told... I mean, I think, I think she'd be okay with me saying this. But, like, when she was going through that time she said like she would there would be days where she would stay in bed all day and then get up and get dressed right before we got home from school so they would think like mom was okay wow and or she would like be like locking herself in her closet like crying all day and then like coming out to like cook food and pretending that nothing's wrong yeah and i'm just like i can't imagine the strength and i'm so grateful that i mean that i was shielded from some things Mm because i know that she tried her best and I think parents probably do try their best but like my therapist said <laughs> the goal that every parent has is to fuck up their kids as little as possible yeah. but no matter who you are you're gonna fuck up your kid right and so I think it's important to realize it's not like I just don't want this podcast to come off as my oh my family's done all these awful things it's, it's like everyone has family problems it's everyone's human everyone's human and yeah, so it's not that it's not normal or it's just how life is. So you can yeah. just try your best <laughs> to, yeah. be, to be your best. I will say for me, I still feel a lot of pressure to like live up to my family's standards. And I wonder if that is normal um, because actually I see, I want to, it's interesting to talk about your family and my family and our dynamics because then it seems like, oh, this is normal. But then I we look at... <laughs> Cameron and he has I feel like this bizarre relationship with his family where they him and his mom and sister text all day long every single member of his family gets together they there is never fighting or arguing but or when there is they just hit it head on and they move on just like healthy communication and there's no like and but also they aren't super religious and that's why I think oh, you guys probably get along so well because you're not all guilting each other about everything that you've done that's shameful or wrong. It's just like you're allowed to exist and be people. Yeah. But even like he he comes from a divorced family. Like he grew up in a single parent home. And just looking at what he has, I think sometimes it makes me sad because it's like I wish I could have that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting when you look at other people's family and you try to f- realize like what's normal, what's not normal. Yeah, you're and just I don't know what is. Go down a rabbit hole because nothing is normal. No, oh gosh, some of the things I've said today. <laughs> I just I know that my my family listens to this podcast. I know that my grandma and mom do, 
So if you've made it this far, I want to say I love you very much. And <laughs> there's just a lot I've been working through in therapy. Um, but at the same time, with everything that I've personally gone through, I think that um, I've realized as I've gotten older how important family is. And even though you might go through hard times or struggle, like your family is at the end of the day, hopefully always going to be there for you or, ho- or, or hopefully always going to be worth investing in. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've just realized how much, how important family is. And I think as I've gotten older, I've tried to find ways back. Cause I think throughout high school and college, I distanced myself mm-hmm. and I think I've been kind of on a journey to mend and make healthier relationships. And I feel like you've definitely done the same. Yeah, I feel like that's a normal thing, though, like, for a lot of people who grew up in, like, a tumultuous, like, home, the first thing you want to do is get as far away as possible, and then you kind of, like, and that's exactly what I did, mm-hmm. and then you kind of, like, just slowly, like, make your way back as you, like, are an adult, and you realize it's not, like, the healthiest thing just to, like, run from everything. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, something I've done as well, at least tried to do. Yeah, it's and I also perfect. think your family's been really receptive, and, like, able yeah. to kind of grow and talk about things. <laughs> yeah. um, is there anything else I can say to salvage it? No. I just feel like... I my... really don't think that you said anything bad. Again, it's just the guilt, I feel like. I don't yeah. want anyone to feel like I don't love them or appreciate them. Anyways, um, you know, something really sweet I do want to acknowledge before we go. Um, I There was a... Um, at our in our hometown, there's a college that's a Christian college, and these roll dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a Christian college, and um, they just recently fired one of their RAs for being openly gay. And you, I guess, can go to the school and you can be gay, but you can't act on it, of course. But I don't think anyone can act on anything there. No, um, you can't act on. Anything. You can't do. You can't look at someone. You can't touch someone. <laughs> but you can't be. I guess be in a leadership position and be openly gay. And so just for the fact that he said he was, they fired him, and it became a thing on social media. And so I sent it to my family, and I was like, "Wow, this is really messed up." And I did it because I was really just looking. We're just so politically opposite that I just wanted to know that they at least supported this or like they supported me on this yeah. um, to help kind of bridge that gap. Because I think especially with it being 2020 and an election year, I think there's just tensions are so heightened. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I did send it to them just to see. And I really didn't expect anything. And my grandpa was more like pragmatic about it. Well, this is legal. And I was like, okay, like I know that. Not really what I'm looking for. Um, but then... My grandma just sent me this really nice message after, and she's like, yeah, hey, I looked into this, and I just want you to know that I fully support you and that what happened was wrong, and um, I really hope this changes. And it's just little things like that that mean so much just to know that your family kind of has your back or that can connect you. Yeah. Um, And I think especially if, if you have a family that you're on opposite political sides with, I think it's important to always look for that common ground and also not always fight about it with your family because at the end of the day those discussions might not be super productive and you might waste a lot of energy and hurt a relationship that you're always going to hopefully have because you just disagree and so I think there's a certain point where you just set that boundary and 
agree to disagree yeah. on things. But if you're if you are dealing with a family that is totally opposite of you, try to check your emotions at the door and just figure out what you have in common because you probably love each other a lot and you just think the world works different ways. Yeah. And that brings us to our <laughs> recommendation of the week. I'm just blabbering at this point. <laughs> so feel free to cut everything I've said today. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Oh, my God. You what? see Allison's Did you text? get a high heart rate alert? No. Oh. <laughs> Those are the worst things. <laughs> Allison sent us a text, and it's a picture of, um, is like, um, I don't even know what you call it, a flyer. And it says, Lost Roomba. <laughs> That's funny. Um, are you going to ask me about my recommendations? Yeah, what's your recommendation for the week? So I <laughs> listen, I found this podcast, and it's called Very Presidential. Mm. And it's actually really interesting. It goes into, like, um, like notorious presidents and, like, the notorious things they did that most people didn't even know about back then because there wasn't such like such thing as, like, social media and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I've listened to all the episodes so far, and they're so good and juicy. Um, so very presidential. Intrigue. It was okay. like, I listened to them all in one day. I was like, oh my God, this is juicy. It's a lot of listening. I know. It was so good. So I highly recommend if like his, if you like like history, but also like gossip. Ooh, <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's your recommendation, Kebab? Um, I'm going to steal something you recommended to me. What a f***ing surprise. <laughs> I'm going to recommend um, Trump American Dream. I am one episode away, I think, from the finale, and it's really genuinely not a, like, uh, liberal propaganda. It's just a bunch of interviews with people that he is friends with still or is not friends with still. And it's a bunch of news clips and really just factual, like, hey, this is how (laughs) this man got to where he is and what he did to do it. And I think it's really interesting and something to watch before November. Yeah, I recommend. I've been recommending this for like months now because, like, I was yeah. just like, we have, like, we all should understand mm-hmm. to how he got to this point because, like, I didn't give a fuck about Donald Trump before the election. You know what I mean? Like, it was not. I did yeah. not like the Apprentice. Like, I don't care about him at all. So I didn't know anything about him. You know what I think is interesting about that docu series? I think that it so kind of toes the line where it, if you believe a certain way you'll take it one way but if mm-hmm. you believe the other you'll take it that way i think that like a conservative could watch it and be like that's right you make right. that deal and a liberal would be like you just took all that away from the public with the tax abatement so yeah. i think it's just fascinating because i think whatever your political ideology is i think you'll appreciate Trump yeah or appreciate what it's saying so i think that's one of the first things i've watched that i'm like wow you could really depending on your view of life, that you could take this either way. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, what's your intention for the week? I didn't write it down. I think your intention is to get Botox, right? Oh, my God. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why do you say that? Because that was isn't that what you intend to do very soon? That is not my intention for this week. That's not until forever from now. What's your intention for this week? To forget this conversation? God, yes. Uh, yeah. 
my intention this week is um, maybe I should catch up with my family. Oh, that's sweet. Before this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my intention is to um, set boundaries, um, be consistent with those boundaries mm-hmm. with the goal of improving my relationships with my family and making them healthier and more solid. Wow, that sounded like... Um... Expensive therapy? No, what is the your thesis statement? Oh. <laughs> Sound like a thesis statement. Of my life. Coffee <laughs> <laughs> with my ex.